welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer, turned dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Say what? It's happening. You are here for it. I am here for it. Welcome to episode number one of the Garden of Favor podcast. Goodness gracious, if you get nothing else from this podcast today, I hope that you are inspired to be and be encouraged that whatever it is that you have on your dream board, your vision board, or your goals, that God will connect you to the right people and he will lead you as long as you continue to seek him and his will. It will be perfect. Even if it's not perfect, it'll be perfect because it's what God is asking you to do. And so this podcast is evidence of literally God's favor. I have had this on my vision board for quite some time and I have watched other friends do podcasts and be so inspired and for one reason or another, whether it was life or it wasn't the right timing or it was the enemy getting into my mind and all the hesitations I had around doing one, God totally crushed those. And often I refer to, he he pulled the weeds in my garden and here we are. So if podcast is on your vision board, I hope, like I said, if anything that this first episode encourages you that yes, sister friend, you can do this too. So for the first episode, I thought I would go ahead and share a little bit about my story. My life has been really public online for the past, you know, six and a half ish years as I have built online businesses. But perhaps you're new to to me or a new friend, or you know, it would be good to maybe take you back to the very beginning and catch you up to speed to where God has me now and really where I feel like as a body of Christ, as sister, sisters in Christ, where he wants to take us as, as a whole, as a community. So we can really live out the whole iron sharpens iron. And that's my heart's desire is that we grow together through this podcast. And so all of that, let me start with my own personal faith journey And I think that's important to know where I'm coming from on that front. So I was actually, by the grace of God, born into a Christian home, have a mom and dad who are still together and who love the Lord. And they raised me to to know who God was. And I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And while maybe I didn't always love it when I was younger, I really appreciate the foundation that my parents had given me. Went to a private school kindergarten to eighth grade and you know end up going to public school for high school and then college and so forth and so all of that to say that you know my parents really laid a solid foundation for me however I think we all come to a point in our lives where we 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 hit a crossroads where it can't be about what somebody else told us whether that's our parents or a pastor 
or a friend or whoever, but it really has to be that own intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. And I often say, I, you know, people will tell me I'm not religious, Heather. And I'm like, well, neither am I. I'm not about religion. I'm not about a set of rules. I'm about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so through the last, goodness, the, the several years of me being, you know, on my own and really learning who God is without, like I said, anyone else telling me, but truly growing my own personal, intimate relationship with him is really why I'm here today. And I know that that is such a huge part of Garden of Favor also. It's, it's helping women grow closer to the Lord and learning all that he has for each of us. And so I was raised Baptist slash Southern Baptist. Uh, any of you raised on the, the KJV? Um, but over time, I have gone to non-denominational churches. And I keep joking that by the time Jesus comes and returns, I'm going to be Pentecostal, charismatic. I am, God is just taking me on an incredible journey, especially the last two years when I went through a really traumatic season of my life. And I'm sure I'll share that in later episodes, but it really rocked my world. And I have grown so close to God and have really had to strip down and, and tear down all of the thoughts that I thought about him and about myself. And he's really showed me my identity in him. So all that to say, that's where I'm at on the faith journey side of things. God continues to rock my world. Every morning I spend time with him. I literally can't get enough. I, I went from being really confused to reading God's word to really craving it. Confused to craving. So I want to give you hope, especially those of you who maybe perhaps were raised in a home where you have known God your whole life and you still feel like you'd read your Bible or maybe you'd pray and not hear God's voice and you feel discouraged, I want you to know there is hope because the work that God has done in me and through me over the last specifically two and a half years, I'm a completely different person and I am forever grateful for the traumatic, uh, really brutal year that I went through in 2018 because I know it was such an integral part to God bringing me to where I am today. So there's the faith journey. I'll be sharing lots more of that with you guys along the way. But let's talk to, about my business journey because I love Jesus and I love business. So I'm going to try and take you on a quick drive-by of my professional career and my entrepreneurial journey really to catch you up to speed. And then again, show you where and share with you where I feel like God is taking me and, and this, this community that we have here. So uh, if you are still trying to figure out what you want to be for the rest, when you grow up for the rest of your life, it's okay. It is totally okay. And I hope this part of my story inspires you as well. So I grew up spending my money, my allowance, I spent at the teacher store. I wanted to be a teacher so bad. I would buy chalkboards. I would buy stamps. I bought all the things that teachers buy. Literally, y'all, I, I spent my allowance at the teacher store. And so, well, I went to college and I got my teaching degree. And I could not get a full-time job here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And so, I don't know, I got this crazy idea that I could move. And I ended up moving to Arizona. I lived there for, I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona for about six years. And I moved there to... To, to get a teaching job. They needed teachers desperately and I needed I needed to get paid 
and not work seven days a week as a substitute and a waitress any longer. And so I moved. And so I was a teacher. And two years into that full time in the classroom, I realized that that wasn't for me. And while I think I, I learned a lot of really great things, and even to this day, I, I'm a teacher. I simply teach adult women things I don't teach in the classroom. Although I am starting homeschooling this this year with my six-year-old. He's going to be in first grade and we're going to do some fun stuff with our three and a half year old as well for pre-k. So uh, interesting enough, you know, even though I went to school to be a teacher and then I realized that wasn't my career professionally, well, God has, God turns all things to good, right? He turns all, nothing will be wasted. And so of course, throughout my professional career, I've used a lot of skills and different things I learned in the teaching world. But here I am going to give it a whirl for my kids, at least for this year with homeschooling. So I was a teacher and then I ended up getting recruited by a educational company to join a sales team and sell educational curriculum to schools, which was actually the perfect transition to get me into the sales world. And so I have done a number of different things in the corporate world. Uh, in a variety of different capacities. I've done educational sales. I've done pharmaceutical sales, which is actually where I met my husband. I have done staffing. And so I've done a lot of different things, but I fell in love with sales because I realized that sales was all about building relationships. Now, prior to getting into sales, I thought that sales was icky. You had to be like that used car salesman. You had to be pushy and really greedy. And I learned that sales is really a, a great opportunity for people who, who love people and who want to build relationships with people and help people with whatever product you have to sell. But I also love the idea that your paycheck was the thing that patted you on the back. You weren't waiting for somebody to tell you good job, which as a teacher, shout out to any teacher here uh, listening because it's such a selfless job. And we all know that teachers don't get paid nearly not even close to what they're worth. The impact that you have on on people's lives is just incredible. But sales for me was like, oh, well, I don't have to wait for, you know, the Christmas present from my students or the, the thank you letter from a, a parent, which all were amazing. But my paycheck did that. I didn't have to wait for somebody to tell me good job. My paycheck told me good job. And I was still getting to use my people skills and love on people and all of that. So all of that to say, I was working as a corporate executive, you know, making six figures and, you know, felt like I could keep doing this, but I didn't feel like it was the thing God created me for. And so perhaps that's you today feeling like, yeah, this is a, this is a J-O-B. It's a job. It pays the bills. It's, it's something I can do, but it's not the thing. Well, I hope to encourage you to continue to chase after God first and he will lead you to the thing that I refer to often as the Cinderella slipper. It fits you perfectly because it was made for you. So all that to say, I was doing corporate world. I was working, you know, 60-ish, uh, sometimes 70 hours a week, hustling and literally working like crazy to, to make more money, right? It was all about the more harder you work, the more you make. And then I got married and I became a mom, got pregnant eight weeks after I got married. And honestly, all throughout my maternity leave had zero desire to be a stay-at-home mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and I didn't really 
ever see myself taking that path until I was holding that baby in my arms. And about two weeks before maternity leave was up, I was hysterically sobbing in my bed, holding this baby, asking myself, why on earth did you not consider another option or create a plan B or something? Like, how could you not have even thought of this? And again, you know, I had never had a baby. I never had that, that connection and that maternal instinct that, oh my, I have to leave this baby in order to go back to work. And so all that to say, I went on a hunt for an opportunity to be able to work from home and still make an income while being able to have flexibility and be a mom. And I stumbled upon network marketing. So if that's you in the network marketing world, it literally changed my life. It's changed our family's lives. And I absolutely love the profession for the opportunities that it can provide people. And while I'm not doing that to this day, God still continues to bless my family and I from a business that we built over the last couple of years. And um, network marketing is a whole other uh, uh, conversation we could talk about. But all that to say, I was building these network marketing businesses. I've actually built multiple six, seven, and eight figure network marketing businesses, but I still felt like something was missing. And even though I had the, the car and the trips and the title and the money and the quote unquote fame in that space, I still came up feeling like God created me for something more. And so in my very first network marketing business, I ended up getting my Christian life coaching certification because I love health and fitness and I love that part of it. But I felt like, you know what, people don't get their mind right and they don't have the right mindset, then I can tell them all day long what to eat and how to work out and do these things or what to follow. But if their mindset and their heart set aren't calibrated together, then we're not going to get very far. So I got my life coaching certification and then ended up starting a second network marketing business that took off super fast, ended up getting uh, ranked to the top of the company. I was ranked number two, was, you know, all these literally like the list of things people want in the network marketing space. I had it. God literally gave me everything and I still felt empty. And I I remember crying out to God saying, God, this, this can't be it. this can't be it because this doesn't feel like it and what I had sacrificed to get there I sacrificed really pretty much everything and when you know you're I refer to it as I was standing on top of the mountain like I had achieved the pinnacle of everything anybody would ever want in that profession Uh, literally was nothing left to really experience and I knew that it wasn't all that God had for me which is really crushing and, and somewhat depressing because of all the things I sacrificed and I know I always say that the enemy will always whisper in our ears that you can have more you can have more if you just hustle a little harder if you grind a little bit more if you work a little bit harder if you if you do this if you sacrifice that and if you really want it you know you'll work harder you can have it and I bought into those lies for so long until I literally had everything on my checklist that I wanted, retired my husband from the corporate world, retired myself from the corporate world, was driving my dream car, had you know three beautiful children, like all these things. And I still was not 
I, I knew one, I didn't want to be working what felt like literally 24 seven. And I knew there had to be a better way. I knew this was not what God had for me and my family. And so I, instead of taking a breather, like I should have, um, I tried other things and I thought, well, I'll try to do network marketing and not get rid of that, but I'll also do my, my coaching and I'll also start a faith-based apparel business and I'll, you know, why not? I'll start an online boutique too. Y'all, the answer is not adding more to your plate. If you are still trying to figure out what God has for you, the answer is to get really quiet and really still so that you can actually hear his still small voice. But I fought it because my life was all about hustling. And you know, one thing I could share with that right now is that God is not looking for your hustle. God is looking for your heart. And so as I've tried so many things and I have failed and I've succeeded, the one thing that I keep seeing a pattern in my life is that God turns all things to good. And I've had a lot of worldly success, but I had to come to this point where I had to ask myself, God, what is success to you? Because success to me in the world is money and fame and you know, power and a lot of, I mean, you can fill in the blank. What is success to you? And even though I was running my businesses, God's, what I felt was God's for God. Like I was, I was giving him glory. I was shouting him out on stages. I was very unapologetic about God and his blessings and, you know, all the things, but I really still had a lot of issues, a lot of mindset issues, the lies that I was believing. I was trying to intermix the lies of the world with God's truth. And the reality is that there is, there is a very distinct difference. And so if, you know, maybe you are experiencing success of the world, but you're still stressed out. Well, then I want to kindly and lovingly as a sister in Christ tell you, then girlfriend, you are not doing, you're not doing business God's way. And I know that because I know that he promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and that he created you on purpose for a purpose, for a specific reason. And while there are challenges and there are struggles and there will be times that you are so stretched beyond what you think you are capable of, well, that's when God comes in, right? We, his strength is showed in our weakness. But he certainly is not calling us to do something that would stress us out, that would take over our family, that would make us sacrifice literally everything for quote unquote success. Because he showed me, well, Heather, I already told you that when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then I'll add all these things unto you. And while he was still so kind and so gracious and so loving and so so generous to me and, and showing me favor in a lot of ways, I knew I wasn't doing it right. And so that's what this podcast is all about. You know, I want when you get to the top of the mountain, when you get to the pinnacle of where God is taking you, first of all, you never reach the end because then God's like, okay, I'm ready to take you higher. You've been obedient. I've been able to give you, you know, bless you along this way. Well, now I'm going to take you higher. But 
I don't want you to achieve quote unquote success and still come up feeling empty. And that is what mindset strategy, biblically rooted mindset strategy and kingdom blueprints is really all about. It is about sharing with you, you know, that you are his masterpiece. And a masterpiece requires two things. It requires a master and it requires pieces. And while I would sometimes acknowledge that he was my master and, you know, he was, he was, I was doing it for his glory, right? I wasn't always surrendering the pieces to him. And I was picking them up and trying to take control of my, my destiny and my journey and my success uh, until in 2018, the, the literally didn't have an option, didn't have a choice. And it was me being completely emptied of everything that I had worked for and that I had and this idea in my own mind of what I thought God was having for me and literally say, okay, God, I'm no longer going to do this my way. I want to do this God's way. And so I hope over forever of the Garden of Favor podcast that I really share with you how to have an attitude of God's will, God's way, and God's time so that everything that comes from your life and your business is, is truly evident of the favor of God. Because even though I had success as a teacher and I had success as a you know, corporate executive and I had success in my first, second, and third network marketing business and I'm having success in coaching, the difference between my coaching business and the success that I'm experiencing now and the most recent network marketing business that I, the seven-figure business I built, is that I did it God's way. And it was much less stressful. It wasn't, it wasn't stressful at all. And the only time it gets stressful is when I hop in the driver's seat and I boot the Holy Spirit out and say, let me, let me take over, right? And that's, again, the, the cry of my heart for me and for you is to do God's will, God's way, and God's time. Because all three of those elements are super important. God's will is extremely important. God's way is extremely important. And God's timing is extremely important. And if you're like me, I, I can get one of those pieces on my own. I'm like, okay, I figured that out. Okay, God, thank you for sharing that with me. But I'll, I'll get out of step with him. And all of those things are really important. So all that to say, God has showed me so much about gardens and that life started in the garden of Eden and Jesus's life ended in the garden of Gethsemane and all throughout scripture, God shows sim symbolism in gardens. And so God has given me this beautiful picture of a garden and what he wants to cultivate in this garden of yours. You, your life is like a garden and your business is a piece of that. And so my heart's desire is to really share with you the mindset strategies and the kingdom blueprints of a Christian entrepreneur. You as a daughter of the king, you as a co-heir of Jesus have permission to do your business and your life different. And that is what I hope to share with you in all of the upcoming episodes of lessons I've learned on my own and different ways that I help my clients really learn how to cultivate a garden of favor 
that is evident of his blessing. Holy moly, that was fun. Episode one is officially in the books. But before I go, enough about me. I want to hear about you. We are not meant to do life alone, and that is exactly why I created the Garden of Favor Facebook community several years ago. It is full of thousands of other women just like you who love Jesus and love business, and we are committed to doing it right, doing it God's way. We would absolutely love it. If you're not already a member, get over there and introduce yourself. And if you're already an existing member, create a post, reintroduce yourself, share with us a little bit about your faith journey and your business journey so that we can cheer you on into becoming all God has created you to be. And if anything in this podcast resonated with you, I would absolutely be super grateful if you left a review and shared it with any other entrepreneur friends of yours who love Jesus and love business so that we can do life together. I will see you tomorrow for episode number two where we are diving into all things mindset strategies for Christian entrepreneurs. <music>